Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your host and licensed funeral director, Victor Rubio. Hello and welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. I'm your host and licensed funeral director, Victor Rubio. And today, uh, today we're going to take a little break from the the podcast. I did a crossover episode with Sean Fallon. He's been a guest on the show a couple times. Uh, he hosts the From First to Last podcast, and the idea of his podcast is he reviews uh, the first episode and the last episode of a particular TV series. And I had joined him to do Dexter. I had found him because someone actually did. Funny enough, the Six Feet Under series. So uh, Sean came to me with this idea that what if we did True Blood, being that this was an Alan Ball project? Uh, you know, let's talk about, you know, we could talk about True Blood in somewhat comparison to Six Feet Under. While we were talking, we kind of realized how funny it was how True Blood has almost nothing to do with Six Feet Under, despite it being created by the same person, you know, regardless of, uh, how do I say, Regardless that it's created by the same person and, and, you know, that person has tendencies no matter what, no matter how much you change, you still, you're still a core of you as a person. So it was just kind of funny to see that True Blood was almost the exact opposite of Six Feet Under, which I guess in of itself is a characteristic. So uh, I'm uploading this episode this week to the feed, um, just to take a little break from, from season three. Uh, I imagine if you're listening this far and you didn't immediately turn off the podcast because it is not a six feet under episode review. Uh, something I wanted to think about, talk about is uh, where we're at in six feet under the end game really starts coming to the forefront. There's a lot of pieces being moved that sort of, you know, uh, leads us into the end of the series. And I say all that to say, I think I want to start talking spoilers. Um, I guess the only thing that will detract me from that is whether or not people email in. Uh, you know, I can't fathom that a show that's now 17 years old, uh, people listen to my podcast, watch an, ep- watch an episode, and then come to my podcast for the review slash analysis of it. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, I, I kind of prided myself on the first two seasons that there was no spoilers, but... Now it's kind of getting really hard to not talk about spoilers, and I, I, at the end of it, I feel like it detracts from the analysis that I like when I watch uh, uh, or I listen to podcasts. I like how you know something really small in you know the sixth episode of season three plays into the finale or it it, it uh, foreshadows something. So I guess uh, if I hear from enough people that they don't want spoilers talking, spoilers talked about, excuse me, uh, I will detract from that. But I think in the next coming weeks, I think I'm going to lift that spoiler ban and really start taking into account the later parts of, of Six Feet Under. Um, I think regardless, I think season four, I think I have to start talking spoilers. I think it really needs to be included for the, you know, just the analysis of it, just how it plays. You know, we have the, the uh, what's the word? We have the opportunity that we know how the series ends and we could kind of talk about how that goes. So regardless, email me, let me know, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, 
if if you really don't want spoilers being talked about, but I think I think we're at the point where 17 years uh, that spoiler ban definitely is lifted. So let me know. Uh, and again, like I said, this is a, a crossover episode I did with Sean Fallon. He's on Twitter. He is at from f- he's at first to last pod on Twitter. And you know, check out his podcast. It's really interesting. It's a, a secret, subtle way to talk about an entire TV series when you only mention the first and the last episode. So with that being said, uh, take a listen. Uh, Hopefully everyone has a safe and happy 4th of July. And we'll be back next week with episode 4 of season 3, titled Nobody Sleeps. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. In love dying, there's a flawless rain. This is from first to last. Uh, today I'm joined by a returning guest. Uh, he's the host of the um, Digging Six Feet Under podcast. His name is Victor Rubio. Good morning, Victor. How are you? What's up, Sean? How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm very good. Um, you've you've picked you've picked a stumper of a show today. I think there's definitely uh, it's going to be. <laughs> well, an hold interesting on. One. I want to cut you short there because I actually didn't pick this. If you remember, this was your your idea of like a crossover. Uh, Alan Ball hand in two projects sort of thing. So I, I'm throwing the, the 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 credit on you for this one. Well, just to get a little bit more into it, then yeah. But you chose to do a podcast about Six Feet Under, so you you started <laughs> the ball rolling. You brought us right, here, right, so right. Okay, take. okay. So yeah, like you say, this is a bit of a crossover episode because, um, well, first off, okay, two questions: What show did we choose? <laughs> Uh, we did uh, True Blood, True Blood on uh, HBO. Okay, True Blood on HBO, and um, we chose. Well, I chose that show. I suggested that show because. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast? All right, so I do the uh, the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where I uh, I am a licensed funeral director, and I thought it would be somewhat of an interesting take to go through Six Feet Under episode by episode and I sort of give the, 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 the funeral director aspect during the show and, you know, my host will kind of cover the storyline. Uh, and Sean has been, I think you've done three episodes, four episodes. Uh, and mm-hmm. obviously the, the kicker there being Alan Balls, the creator of Six Feet Under. Yeah. So he, um, I think originally we'd sort of talked about um, American Beauty as a, right. as a sort of something to talk about. And then this sort of came around because... I think American Beauty is very, very similar to Six Feet Under. Almost like it's quite, you know, it's suburbia. It's it's weirdness in suburbia. Whereas this thing is a whole other animal. Like it's <laughs> it's a it's crazy. Like, but like so, True Blood ran for eighty episodes from two thousand eight to two thousand and fourteen. Um, what is your experience with this show? So it's funny. This is one of this is. I was thinking about this before we recorded, and this is actually one of the one of my first uh, television viewing experience in terms of. I remember watching this first season back in two thousand eight, is when it aired, right? Oh, yeah, okay. and I remember uh, looking back at how juvenile my thinking was because the first season toys with the idea of some. There's a mystery killer. Yeah. And I remembered thinking every episode, whoever the show gave me, who was the killer, 
who wanted to like sort of say, hey, this might be the person. I was like, oh, that's it. This person's definitely the killer. It's definitely <laughs> Sam. Knowing now, now here I am in 2017, uh, and I would I would say this for you too, right? You're yeah. a more experienced television viewer, and you know better that when the when the when the show leads you into, hey, this is the killer, you know it's not. You could ca- cancel that person off. Um, so yeah, and, and I guess I guess it's unspoken too, right? And I guess you could lead more into it. This was sort of the start of the vampire craze. Um, I have to I, look. This in twi- this in Twilight. I remember just vampire galore. You know. Yeah, they're right on top of each other, aren't they? I think uh, I'd have to look it up, but I think Twilight is definitely it's a year or two around this, and then after this, obviously, you get Vampire Diaries and Teen Wolf and all that crazy sort of supernatural stuff, right? Which sort of I think. I don't. I mean, if you go to a bookshop, um, I remember get around this time going to um, a bookshop in. I was in Turkey and I went to a bookshop, and it was like fiction, non-fiction, horror, sci-fi, gothic romance. You know, that was a whole. <laughs> that was like twelve shelves of books, and it was right, just right. all like normal girl meets werewolf, normal boy right. meets witch. You know, and it was just yeah. that constant sort of thing, and. Um, and yeah, I mean, this ties into it. I mean, these are, it is based on a series of books by uh, right. Charlene Harris. And I don't know how old they, those are, uh, but there's like 13 books. And and sort of like I was saying, when, when I first, uh, I first, so I watched this when it first aired, because mm. the whole vampire craze, and I actually started reading some of the books. Oh, uh, I see. And, and I guess uh, this is definitely relatable. I only watched this show because my girlfriend at the time was watching it. Oh, yeah. And it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, I'll watch this with you. And I, I somehow got hooked, because I think I bought the first three books. And okay. I wasn't so much into it as much it was like kind of like I was saying this was my first television experience and I was like oh I like this week after week and it's like a you know a twelve episode long movie hmm. uh, I definitely remember of the first three books right uh, definitely remember the books being more enjoyable yeah and we'll get into the show and whatnot um, but yeah I- I've heard hands down the books are really great well it's it's interesting actually that. Um... Obviously, the last time you were on this podcast was when you did uh, Dexter, right. which is also based on a series of books. Yeah. And I did a similar thing. I like When I was really into Dexter, I bought the first book, which I think is called like Darkly Dreaming Dexter. I might yeah, that's Dexter. exactly yeah. it. Yep. And I read it in about three days because it was just like a really quick read. And I was like, this yeah. is shit. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this book is not good. Um, like, ooh, they've done well right. to manage to make a TV show out of this. Um, but yeah, no, I think that again is the, the, the like, True Blood is in that zone where they were adapting book series and it was right on the vampire romance thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it just had a lot of, um, cause it's interesting cause it's not like, like Anna Panquin, Panquin or Paquin? I would say Paquin. Paquin, yeah. I'm just putting an N in there for no reason. Uh, Anna Paquin like isn't. Like she's obviously she's famous, but she's not like a huge star. It's not like it's a massive star vehicle for her, right? So the most famous sort of name within this thing is Alan Ball, really. I mean, yeah, it is sort of sure. the thing of like what you're gonna do, what's he gonna do? Like after American Beauty, obviously Six Feet Under, after Six Feet Under, this, mm-hmm. um, which which was really what drew me to it. But I didn't come into this until I don't know years and years later. But it was, I think. 
I was trying to think before. I was like, I was making my cup of tea before we started recording. I was trying to think, and I think it was either it was during you know, like towards the end of Breaking Bad, where they had huge gaps between the seasons. It'd be like a full yeah. year. Yeah. Um. So it was either in in one of those sort of Breaking Brad, Breaking Brad, <laughs> Breaking Bad droughts, or it, the show had finished. And me and my yeah. wife were trying to find something to watch, and we you know, we watched a bit of Mad Men, but we didn't really get into it. We watched Sopranos, but she didn't like it, so we stopped. Um, and then, yeah, we came to this, and we were like, okay, we'll give it three episodes, which is our usual rule. And um, <laughs> we didn't we didn't even get that far, actually. Really? You kind of yeah. turned it off? Well, your, your, your three ep- Have you ever discussed this on the podcast before? Because I, I believe it was a Twitter exchange. Uh, but your three, three. Uh, you actually, yeah, you have right because I, I, I found that out through the podcast. Yeah, that's how. I yeah, know. It, it's the Breaking um, Bad rule. It's called. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so by the by the third episode of Breaking Bad, um, Walt has Crazy Eight in the basement, and spoilers yeah. kills him with a bike lock. <laughs> and really, like I remember, we were talking about this, me and my wife, and it was like, if you haven't got completely hooked on the show by then, you're never going to get hooked. Yeah. So we kind of say to, like, when we're watching other shows, like, well, well, by the third episode, we've watched, like, three hours of this. There needs to be something that makes you want to come back for more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, with, with True Blood, I think we got, we got through the first episode. And then the next night, we're like, oh, let's, let's watch another one. And I think we got about halfway through it. And we're just, we both, both I think maybe we paused it because we were going to go, again, make a cup of tea. And it was like, let's not, let's not go back to this. <laughs> let's, let's do something else. Let's just, let's watch, let's watch what's old episodes of Thirty Rock or something, or you know, right. or, or talk to each other, <laughs> or just not talk to each other. Just anything <laughs> besides True Blood. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Let's just not do anything. Let's go find other halves of the apartment. <laughs> but I think. I don't know. It was. It's an interesting one because when I sort of coming around to it this time, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, we'll rewatch this and and I'll be intrigued." Because it's such a big. I'm sure. Obviously, you've had this with Six Feet Under. It's such a big difference to like sit and watch a show for enjoyment, and then to sit and watch it and have a notepad and be like meticulously. Because with a pilot, like so far with this podcast, there's been very few pilots uh, that haven't made me want to watch more of it because a right. pilot is. That's got to be all the uh, all the fireworks the in one place. Yeah, yeah the hooks. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. got to be that thing of like, there's so much good TV in the world now that you, you know, if your pilot's no good, people aren't going to be like, oh, okay, well, we'll watch the next one anyway. You're like, no, nah, fuck this. I'll just go on Netflix and find something else. If, if you're focused. dating, like, I guess to your point, like, if you're dating, mm. you're bringing your A game on that first date, right? Exactly, like, that's kinda, exactly you got to yeah. bring it there. Yeah, that's... You're not going to sort of like, yeah. I mean, at the end, you can have yeah. a crap finale, like a crap final date <laughs> when you split up. But like, yeah, at the start, you've got to be this is you've got to present the best version of yourself. Um, right. So really, like with this first episode, what did you think watching it now for the podcast? See, and like I was saying, is that I, I you know I remember watching this first season, and True Blood was one of those shows where. Every once in a while, I stopped watching after the second season, but it was always one of those shows where I was just like, oh, yeah, let me go pick that up again. I'm looking, you know, when you're just, you're you're sort of in that like TV show purgatory and you're like, I need a new show. I need a new show. I heard this is good. This is good. True Blood was always one of that. And I'd go to like, look it up. I'd read the the description for the episode. I'm like, ah, forget it. So, (laughs) but going back to it, I was just kind of like. Oh wow! I remember how again. It's like I was saying how juvenile I was watching mm. TV back in two thousand eight. Uh, let me say this off the bat: 
I, if anything, I am highly impressed. And I don't know if this is HBO, is it budget? Uh, I'm highly impressed that the first episode also looks like the last episode. And what I yeah. mean by that is the, the aesthetics didn't change. Like, mm. Sookie still looks like Sookie. Bill still looks like Bill. You know, there's a haircut. Because uh, kind of like, I, I guess I guess <laughs> you could always keep going back to it, right? Breaking Bad, when you watch that pilot and the finale, everything's a lot darker. Because it takes mm. time for television shows to, to find their footing and to find out what works best and the settings and whatnot. I was impressed with, right, the first scene, right at, uh, after the, the opening vampire thing that goes on uh uh merlots the, the yeah. bar where sort of the central hangout i was highly impressed about how it still looked like that all the way up until the finale you know yeah um no that's 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 very true yeah but uh the episode i was i was i have to say this i remember the show being catered to to a different demogra- demographic in terms of there was so much sex on the show yeah. that like uncomfortable to watch with definitely with your parents maybe even you know a significant other whatever but i mean within the first 30 seconds of the the the, the pilot episode she's reaching for a hand job and i was like holy sh- they are really are selling you sex here yeah did you notice that within this first man these, these first 15 minutes it's like sex 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 or is yeah. that was that just me no no i mean i think that was um like so you have that, obviously you have that first scene and straight away she's yeah so straight away she's giving him a hand job and then you have the whole vampire thing which I actually quite enjoy that whole weird convenience mm-hmm, store thing mm-hmm. but then even like the and saying that the opening credits I thought the opening credits were killer like that I like love that I Southern love Baptist the opening stuff that was I amazing. love that yeah it, it really if it, it is one of my highest praises of this show that I will mm. give it it's, it's credit scene definitely one of the best to me yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Just such cool images, and um, and then yeah, straight straight after oh, in that credit sequence, you have a lot of a lot of sexual imagery in that straight away. So the, the show it is advertised on almost advertised on that of just like yeah, this is sexy, sexy vampires. It's not like Twilight, which is quite chaste and romance, and like yeah. oh, I can't do this, and oh, I long for you, and all that, and like. But True Blood's like, nah, 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 these are vampires, and they fuck, and this is what we're selling <laughs> you, you know? And, oh, for uh, sure, for sure, it's and, sex, and yeah, sex, and I mean, sex. Yeah, and that's it, and it was like, when you watch the show, you're like, well, cool, because all of these people, everyone in the show is gorgeous, so right. yeah, why not? You know, I mean, and, every dude's carved out of wood, all the girls are gorgeous, and yeah, why not? <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to add this point in there, because, and um, I guess wherever you want to start throwing this in, is that... We, we talked about this podcast with the idea of, you know, sort of Alan Ball with the two mm. hands and six feet under and this. And uh, when you had first told me that uh, about a month or so ago, I kind of skimmed through some of the seasons because the idea of only watching the, the pilot and the finale, I am not educated or smart enough to only do that. I had to do some backing <laughs> research. So I, I, and it's not I sat down and watched it. I just had it on in the background and I would just kind of pay attention here and there, do whatever I'm doing. Um Losing my train of thought here. Oh, but I thought some of – I found it – I had to kind of dig deeper to find out like the Allen Ball trademark in both the shows. Yeah. So I kind of – I guess I guess something that we should talk about, right, is Allen Ball left after season five. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I only learned that 
this morning. Yeah. Right, right, right. I learned a lot of this this morning. So I kind of was reading into why and whatnot, and it's just probably one of those things, creative differences, right? But to the yeah. idea of sex, I read some uh, – forgive me, improper credit uh, – Alan Ball, he had, he had a quote where it says, To me, vampires are sex. Yeah. I don't get a vampire story about abstinence. I'm 53. I don't <laughs> care about high school students. I find them irritating and uninformed. Yeah. No, I read so, that exact same quote. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So he knew, he knew what he was giving you and selling in terms of, yeah. of the sex aspect of it all. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... It, well, to make that sort of comparison with Six Feet Under, Six Feet Under was another show that never really shied away from sex. I mean, it was always a thing. It was almost... Like, you had whole characters, obviously, like Brenda and stuff like that. Yeah. Where a big part of their storyline was their relationship to their own sexuality and stuff like that. And you had, obviously, David and Keith and David and all that mad stuff and all his, like, one-night stands in the first season. Mm -hmm. And even Ruth, like, her her whole thing. And, like, it's very different. The thing I sort of thought with this is watching this first episode and thinking about it in terms of six feet under it feels as though um it's almost like alan ball said right i've had five i've had five years of making six feet under this darkly stark show that's been like really grounded in a sense of reality and it's been about grief and it's been about death and it's been about change and family and all that so i'm gonna make the complete opposite of that yeah i was gonna say he goes the opposite yeah and here, here here's what's funny to that because i thought that same thing and uh god i i have a guest on frequently who says i wish there was some time on six feet on my podcast six mm. feet under i wish the characters sometimes had thought bubbles just because oh, six yeah. feet under there's a lot a lot of underlying meaning and mm. alan ball went so far the opposite way in that you can literally hear mm. sookie hear everyone's thoughts yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's, <laughs> like that's he, he went all the way to the complete end where he's like not on top of just being all of this, you know, where we're going to be the complete opposite of Los Angeles. Everyone, yeah. I mean, every every character, especially within this this pilot, every character, there's no hidden agendas. No. Like, you know the second Tara and, and Jason, her brother comes on screen, Tara is attracted to Jason. You know Jason is dumb and he, all he likes is sex. You know yeah. every character's motives and what there is. There's none of this gray area underlying meaning you know <laughs> yeah. there's you know and and even if there was hidden meaning Sookie's there to clarify that character's thoughts yeah which which is i mean it's 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 interesting like you say that sort of thing you don't by the end of this episode i i don't know what it is that you're supposed to be coming back for like there's a sense of there's a laziness to that where she can read everyone's mind so it's just like this constant thing of oh, well, we know these two people in love because we've just heard them say it in their brains. Um, so you're like, okay, well then I now know I now know what everyone's about. And the, yeah. there's no real, like... I mean, there's a cliffhanger at the end, but there's no sense of mystery. There's no sense of, like, you know... Okay, I guess you've got to think, okay, well, who killed Mordette? But who cares? You know, I mean... Right, right. That was what I took from it. Like, I got to the end of it, the episode, and I was like, why... Why would anyone expect me to come back? I mean, I like the world, I like the characters, but I can get that anywhere. You know, I can get characters I like in loads of things. I need something to dry, hook me and be like, oh no, because this mystery or this setting or this or this, like, come back for more. At the end of the episode, I was just sort of like, "Mm, meh. 
I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, he, he, here's what I'll say to that point, because I definitely agree with you. But while you were saying that, what, what kind of was going through my mind is, and, and I don't know how to say this without sounding offensive, because I don't mean it. <laughs> okay. It's just, no, what I mean is like, uh, there was a time, uh, at least here in America, I don't know if, if you ever caught wind of it, Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore TV oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Phenom Wait, was a huge thing. There's an English version called Geordie Shore. Okay. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, but I used to be someone who would be like, if you watch that, I probably don't have anything in common with you. And, yeah. and I, I, I would judge people for watching it. And hmm. somewhere somewhere along the line, I got a little bit more mature. And I was like, well, who's to say me liking, for instance, Six Feet Under, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos? Who's not to say someone else can't judge me for liking that? Like, why why, why do I hold a superior opinion over what TV show you watch? Okay. So I, 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 changed, I changed like the way what people liked. If you like True Blood, if you like Jersey Shore, that's whatever. I'm saying all of that to say the show I don't think was was is not geared for assuming your television tastes just knowing what you like it wasn't geared for us meaning I am not going like if I'm a TV creator I'm not going to be able to sell Sean a TV show based on sex or, okay. or the the uh the allure the 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 flashing lights of of sex and uh, I guess one of my criticisms of this pilot episodes Every fucking character is sassy, and every character mm. has, a, has a witty comeback to everything. We could argue on the term witty, right? But everyone yeah. has – everyone's sassy in this world. Tara, every – you know, God, you can't yeah. even ask her for her drink without her throwing sass back at you. So I think what to, – to, to your point about how, you know, what, what's to keep us co- from coming back, I don't think we were made to come back for this. I think uh, I think it, maybe if we were younger and, you know, we yeah. kind of liked – you know, this is how we kind of got our sex viewing or whatever, just the idea of it and everything. Uh, yeah. I think this is more towards us. Um, it's definitely okay. a vehicle. I, 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 let me just say this. And, and yeah. as opposed to Game of Thrones, where Game of Thrones, they de- they definitely sell you sex, but it's not it's not the vehicle. It's, mm. it's, it's sort of part – it feels more part of the story, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the thing is you do have like um, a show either – hooks you in on plot so game of thrones obviously like as soon as you watch the episode there's a sense of this huge story that that's what's going to unfold and that's what you're going to follow same with like breaking bad it's like okay well this is the first chapter in a bigger story um but then you have shows like say mad men which is it hooks you in on the thing of like we've got characters we've got situations we've got a setting and that's what you're going to follow and i think that's the thing like that that's harder to sell and I think, yeah. like you say, you have to be the audience for it. So I started watching Mad Men. Um, I, I started watching Mad Men a few times, and I, I tried to get into it, and I couldn't get into it and all that. And then I... Um, and then, yeah, it, it just hooked me, and I watched quite a few years of it, and then it hooked me out again. But, like, <laughs> something like this, there's... Yeah, there's, like you say, there's nothing, there's nothing for me here. There's nothing I, I want or need. I don't... Vampires... Are fine. It's it's a it's a cool mythology and it's it's cool and all that. But there's nothing in this that promises me something. I, I think you're right. You, there's nothing I I can't get here that I couldn't get somewhere else. If yeah, I wanted a show with loads of sex in it, I'd watch Game of Thrones. If I wanted mm-hmm. 
you know, if I wanted a show with like supernatural elements, um, I'd watch American Gods, so or I'd watch right. something else. Like, if I want, if I wanted a show set in like the South and it's all swampy and and all that kind of stuff, I'd watch Justified. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's that thing of like, the, there's nothing in here that I'm like, ooh, this is something. This is scratching an itch that nothing right, else right. is scratching. Yeah. Like. Um, and but I mean, the, the reason to go back, like, the reason I came, the, the reason I said, oh, I'll give this a watch originally. It was pretty much Alan Ball. Like, I'd said to uh, my wife, do you want to watch... Do you want to try True Blood or do you want to try Six Feet Under? They're both, like, same makers. But I think, again, in terms of audience, when I sold True Blood, I was like, oh, I'm not really sure what it's about. I think it's about sexy vampires. And then she was like, okay, what's Six Feet Under about? I was like, oh, it's set in a funeral <laughs> home and it's mostly about people dying. And it's like about it's like a rumination, uh, a rumination on grief. And she was like, yeah, nah, <laughs> let's, let's try this sexy vampires. And then, yeah, and then once sexy vampires had, like didn't work it was like well i can't really then go oh well this guy made another show <laughs> it's like right right <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put this off come back in a come back in a few years but yeah, yeah i mean that was sort of the, the weird thing of this it was and, and like you say I, I did make a note it was if six feet under is based in reality true blood is like you can imagine it being a show that like roof watches you know it's it's like a show <laughs> that the characters in six feet under watch because it's so, so so much a tv show like the characters say they don't. They don't speak. They they ha, uh, they say dialogue. You know what I mean? Everything's like a punchline. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that, man? I I um I I did a, a, a <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I did an episode where we did Six Feet Under in 2017, and, mm. and we just sort of toyed with all the characters about what would they be like today? Where would Nate be? Whatever. And we had Ruth as like this woman addicted to social media. Uh, I uh, have yeah. her watching, <laughs> and you said this is a show she would watch. She would watch this, but her her cheeks would be so red from the oh, yeah. from yeah. every other sex scene where she's. I picture her like literally doing this part where you put your hand in front of your eyes, <laughs> you know, so you're covering like the boob on the screen or like the ass cheek, you know. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, um, I wanted in this in this pilot. You know, because I was just like, God, I can't believe how much sex they're selling you. There was, there was, uh, I, I guess, a few minutes of screen time where there, there's the part where Sookie comes over and uh, Lafayette, who is the, the, the mm. sassy gay black man. And uh, I'm here to say, sk- having skimmed through the episodes, and then I watched the last two episodes, he is always the sassy black man. It never okay. changes. He doesn't calm down. He has some story points. He has some relationships and whatnot, but he is sassy, sassy, sassy all the way through. But there's that scene where Sookie comes over and, and he's like, damn, you look like a porn star with that pink mm. lipstick. And then the two girls come over and they're kind of, you know, he's like, hey, do you want this Coke? And she's, oh. And the girl's walking away in her short shorts and she slaps her own ass. And it's just it's like sex overload to the point. It's like, what are you guys doing? This is like... A really bad porno. Like you're the three yeah. of you are about to start on set, and then I was like, "All right, jeez, like this scene's gonna end," and it literally bleeds into Jason. Uh, oh, uh, uh, yes, going down on on the on uh, what's her name, Claudette? Maudet. Maudet. He's Maudet literally Pickens. yes, and he's literally going down on her in the next scene. It's like, oh yeah. my god. Just all at once, just so much. This is what we're selling you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I'm. I can't believe I'm sitting here complaining about too much sex. Um, but yes, it's it's overload in this TV show, and I guess this series. Uh, do you remember the Rolling Stone cover? Yes. Uh, 
that was that was a few years. I don't know off the top of my head when it was, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, yeah, that's that's such that's literally telling you what the show is about. I, I believe there was three of them, and they were all naked. Yeah, it was. Um, Jeez. Uh, yeah, it was her uh, Suki. It was Anna Pank, uh, Anna Paquin, and the two vampires. Yeah. And yeah, just yeah. naked and covered in blood. And um, I mean, I do love shit like that. I love like provocative like magazine covers that are just like yeah, thousand percent. Yep, thousand yeah. percent. I do, I do enjoy that. Despite what I think about the show and everything, I love that. Um, yeah, it yeah, had a I agree cool there. like marketing thing around it. Like I know, like when I was reading about it like last night and this morning, like you know there was a I think in Germany there was like a fountain at like a movie studio and they pumped. They, they they colored the water red so it was just like pumping blood mm-hmm. you know and just like cool posters and cool like magazine stuff and all that um but i mean to talk about the the show it is one of those shows and i think it's quite interesting that you came on to do dexter because mm-hmm. i think it's very a similar thing where very a similar thing a very similar thing where well first off the two leads were married because you know bill and Suki got oh, married in real life an and are, and are still married yeah. Uh, whereas, obviously, because um, I mean, I don't know if we discussed this on the Dexter podcast. Because obviously, Deb and Dexter were married and then got divorced, and then the year they got divorced was the year the plot line started that she was in love with him. <laughs> and I think right. also he he'd become producer at that point, but I don't know yeah. what that is. Who knows what yeah. that's about? Um, but yeah, it, I think this was one of those interesting shows, and you do see this quite a lot. Where maybe it'll be like a first season will be will just hook people and just and it'll be killer. But it will be like quite um, maybe a bit trashy or maybe a bit like, oh, yeah, you watch this show because it's got like sexy people in, in it and all that. And then it never quite does anything more than that. And then the show continues and people are like, OK, well, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, you hooked us in with all this sexiness, but now you need to add something, something to that. Yeah. And yeah. then they never do. Like, I, I don't know if you ever watched the show uh, Revenge. No. Um, I can't remember what channel it was on. It was on that'd be ABC or something. And what it was, it was like uh, it was set in like the Hamptons. And this woman shows up in town, and it turns out that she's like living under assumed identity. And all the rich people in the town had like blackmailed and killed her father, or something like that, or they'd they'd, they'd framed him for murder. So mm-hmm. she was coming back to get revenge on them, and it was just trash. Like it was soap opera trash. And and me and my wife started watching it. And got hooked on it and watched like twelve episodes of it, one after another, and it was just and we laughed our asses off all the way through it. Like it wasn't it wasn't good. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing with that it was like it had huge ratings in that first season, and then it went for like two or three more years, but it just like died, just slowly mm-hmm. died because mm-hmm. people were like, yeah, it was fun for one season, but then you can't maintain that level of trashy yeah, yeah. shite. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of feel like that with The Walking Dead. Like, that has that same thing. Like, the, the public perception of it is like, yeah, it was pretty good, but it, it doesn't have anything else to, to offer. But it still just exists. It still keeps going, and people just complain about it. I'm shocked it's still going. So, yes, yeah. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. I, I'm shocked that show is still on the air. Hmm. And it, it, no, no, you know what? Let me, let me say that, too, and I don't want to jump off here. I'm not shocked it's still on the air. I'm shocked it's still on the air, and it's... It beats out NFL football, at least here in yeah. America, and, and football is king in terms of you know ratings and viewing viewers. Um, yeah, True yeah. Blood. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. You can make that correlation between all these shows where it's. I've been mean, trying to come up where it's it's all flash and no substance. Is mm. that kind of a way to say it? Yeah, and and like it never 
Like, because obviously a show that has a really good first season, sometimes, like, obviously a show has a really good season, and then it might be, and then the rest of it will be pretty good. But there's the weird thing with, like, but, the, sorry, I'm trying to get this point together in my head, but I think the thing is, it's like, if a show only has, like, novelty to present, it, it can't, it, it never gets back to that. It never becomes novelty again. But what's weird is, because I was thinking about True Blood, and again, I was talking, some, talking about it with my wife yesterday, and I was talking about it, and I said, oh yeah, I mean, because True Blood ran for like seven years. And she just stopped and turned to me and went, fuck off. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, seven years? Like, yeah, it ran for like 80 episodes. She's like, yeah, yeah. oh, I thought that was episode, she's like, I thought that thing lasted like two minutes. And then I was like, no, it was, it was like a runaway success that just... It had the same thing as Dexter, though. It had the slow death. Like, it was a show that was pretty good for a couple of years. Or people really enjoyed it for a couple of years. And then at some point, everyone was like, nah, this is this has got... You've got nothing more to do with this. And But it, but there's a kind of hardcore fan base that just keep it on TV. Because, like, every... It got to that point where I was reading, like, review. I would see reviews of True Blood. Or I'd, I'd, I'd see, like, people talking about it on Twitter. And it was very much a sense of, like... <sighs> Time for another True Blood, you know. Just it's uh. I, it's amazing how you're saying this, and it's you're you're a thousand percent right. It this is this very much has that Dexter syndrome. I mm. I don't know what what show to, to to put before syndrome, but there's definitely that sort of syndrome with this show because I remember the same thing. It's like I'm not going to stop now. You know, it's season six. Yeah. I'm, I I can't stop now. I'm I'm invested, but I you know, give it a go again. You know. Um, yeah, yeah and I mean, amazing the correlation. Well, I think I would probably say, um, and this one is this is a deep cut, but I'd, I'd say it's like desperate housewives syndrome. Like that <laughs> was a show I remember being massive, massive for that first year, just huge. And then after the first year, no one talked about it anymore, and then it just ran for a few more years, and then it then it was over. And it was such one of those weird shows where like the people who were in the show were like super famous, and and some of them have continued to like do things. But the show has no legacy and just doesn't exist anymore. Like, no I one's guess, talking about it anymore. I guess that is its legacy because, my God, I haven't thought about Desperate Housewives in years. Mm. But what I definitely do remember is the idea of uh, older women. Yeah. Older women now being the ob- uh, being the, the ones who want the sex and who go after the men for sex. Yeah. You know, so, uh, a female cast of older women that wants the sex. I know yeah. there was more than just sex, but that that whole idea, yeah. That, to me, that's its lasting memory. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, it's that and that show was that show was massive. I mean, there's there's tons of them. Like, like, and I think True Blood was definitely one of them that just managed to last longer than others. Um, and I think the thing that really sort of outlined that for me was watching the final episode, which was nothing. It was just nothing. It was. I, I was. I was impressed by how little happened in it. <laughs> I am. I again, having said that, I skimmed through some of the seasons just to sort of. Let me say this too, because it's the first time I ever done it. Uh, uh, when you watch a show, you know, once and once you start getting to the to the meat of the seasons, you always kind of want to like. Oh, I wonder what the finale will be like. It's not that something you sit there and you think about, but it's just in your head. Yeah. What I loved doing uh you know you, you asking me to 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 be on this podcast is oh this is awesome i could fucking fast forward through all the seasons and i could find out what happens mm. i'm so happy uh i can i and again with, with with the premise that i skimmed through some of the seasons shocked that at least there's a 10 to 15 minute finale 
in the finale, there's 10 to 15 minutes of two characters who, for the most part, were B, maybe even C characters. They got married. I yeah. was shocked. <laughs> shocked. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, something's going to happen. Like, something's going to interrupt this wedding in some way. Like, if there were bad guys, are they going to show up? Or is someone going to betray someone else? I was like, no, this is just... Because, I mean, for me, I was sort of like, oh, I assume these characters have been around for ages. But then even in the show, they were sort of talking about how this was, like, out of nowhere. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Why would you make your finale all about this? Like, this weird idea that... Like, it was such a weird thing for a show that had seemed quite progressive. And then the finale was sort of like, oh, Suki can't be har- can't be happy if she can't get married and have kids. Like, <laughs> fuck you! It's like... <laughs> Like, how ridiculous! <laughs> and then, then, then that's like, and and that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, she's got to like kill this dude because so she can, so she can be a housewife. Like, that's <laughs> bullshit. But then, that, and that was it. That was the whole point of this long, protracted wedding scene was to just remind her what a wedding was, and then persuade, and then convince her to um, to kill Bill. Um, let, <laughs> yeah. let me try and give credit because something I did like, and despite it being a rather weak uh, character trait, uh, lazy, like you said, the idea in the first episode, sort of a hook for Suki, is she can't hear Bill. Yeah. So there's this whole idea of, wow, this person is really special. Because even Suki says it to Bill, like, I don't even have a sex life. And <laughs> that was that's important to say in that in that pilot because... Like in there's that world. Sex that, yeah, because there's sex everywhere. And Suki, our main character, is like, I don't even have a sex life. And what? I like that <laughs> in this finale episode where where she kind of gathers all the, you know, t- all the information to make her final decision is now she can hear Bill. Yeah. I, 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 I Yeah, in, in, in this pile of dirt, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I like that little piece of gold of, of I like that, that arc. You know, and I have to imagine they 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 probably held on to that in the writers' room almost every season. You know, yeah. and it's like maybe she could hear Bill, maybe she could hear Bill, and it's finally you know using that for the finale. I, I definitely did like that. I I actually assumed that by the last episode, I thought she wouldn't be able to hear my uh, read minds anymore. I thought that would have been something that they would have like after a year or two been like, oh shit, this is this is too easy. Right, so right. we'll cut that out in some way. Like she'll. She'll have her powers taken away or she'll get them completely under control. So I was actually quite impressed that they managed to keep that as a plot point for, for seven years because it feels like one of those things that's like a really nice hook in the first episode. But then you're just like, yeah, but then no one can ever lie to her and she'd just be reading minds. And then, yeah, it would just it just feels like it would just be... Well, yeah. Yeah, it would get old really quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, just this... I mean, I think the thing is as well, like... The the fact obviously there's a lot I don't know about how she's a fairy and there's werewolves and all that like but mm-hmm. at the end when she like stuck the steak in him and he popped I could not stop laughing <laughs> I was just like this is the funniest thing I because oh, like because oh, when she kind of broke the broke the spade she was gonna st- I was like okay this is this is quite cool this is quite effective and then. Um, and then, yeah, just like how <laughs> utterly ridiculous. I assume that they had, they had established in the show that that's what happens when you like you, you stake a vampire. But yeah, no, just the fact that like yeah, she's uh, straddling him and she just stabs him, and then he just like, and then there was just blood <laughs> everywhere. I was like, oh my god, this is the, this is too funny. Like for, 
for 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 the, the the sort of emotional climax of seven years of TV to just be right, like a right. dude popping, oh, and, and that's, <laughs> that's too much. And then let me say too, it was agreed upon prior, so it wasn't like a twist. Mm. It was like a slow build to something that they agreed upon. So it yep. wasn't kind of like at the less. I guess I guess what the hook or the twist here was is that Suki wasn't going to give up. Because I yeah. guess to my understanding is that if Suki used that ball, uh, she would have given up her fairy powers. <laughs> yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, that's so <laughs> But I, I guess this whole speech and how she speaks with Jason yeah. too of, of this is who I am and that you know this is a part of me and everything. Uh, uh, you know, I, I guess that's that's just folklore, right? I don't know if they ever explained it in the show, and I'm going off the little bit that I remember, yeah. where it's that's just folklore. You know, you want to kill a vampire, you you stab them with Thank a. You, metal stake or uh, wood stake whatever uh i guess the, the one moment where i had of again and this isn't alan ball but this no, and, and and my 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 apologies whoever this new other guy was uh the idea that when suki climbs out of the grave it's sort of the start to her new life uh. see no, let, let, let me let, let me say this too I was watching these episodes. Uh, let me let me let me say this too because I think it's important to say I was very nervous doing this podcast because I was like this. I mean, kind of like we were just talking. This show has nothing. Yeah. <laughs> this show is all flesh, and I'm not going to sit on the mic and talk with you about who's hotter and whatever. No one wants to hear that, <laughs> and that's and we're just objectifying. Everything. I can even talk about how 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 good looking the guys are because that oh, yeah. that the Jason the Jason car uh, Jason Stackhouse that's a good looking dude. Bill's a good yeah. looking dude. Uh, the the other guy frightens me because I feel like if if I ever saw him in the street with my girlfriend, he would definitely take her. Um, yeah. Eric, the blonde, all these, all, even oh, the yeah, men, definitely. even the men are good looking on the show. Uh, nervous about talking about this show. I lost my train of thought going there. Damn it! Yeah, because it, like you say it's all it's all flash, and what could you possibly talk about? There's no like I've I've taken quite a few notes, but mm-hmm. they were all very wishy-washy you know my my notes there's a lot of stuff of just like you know oh the music's good like i like the music (laughs) and i pointed out that like because a lot of the times i've just i was just noticing that um so the last two episodes i did of six feet under with you had cameos from uh deadwood character uh, deadwood actors and this did this did as well there was a there was an actor from deadwood in the first episode the sheriff is uh Mm -hmm. is from deadwood um but yeah, I mean, it's, there's not, I mean, comparing this first episode and this last episode, like the first episode at least had, there was a sense of forward momentum, there was something, like you had the serial killer, well you had the, yeah, you had the serial killer, you had some interesting ideas, and you're like, okay, well, if I give this a chance, maybe it will give me something, but the last episode, like, because I've watched quite a few, for this podcast, quite a few last episodes where I haven't seen what came before. Like, I, I might have seen, like, a couple of years of the show, then not watched it, and then, yeah. yeah. And usually, the, most of the time, they're pretty good. Like, there's been some bad ones, obviously Dexter. But I will take the Dexter one over this any day, because the Dexter one at least had... It was shitty, but it was... Sh- and it was momentum. It was shitty momentum, but it was momentum. Like, things moved from one place to another... And there was a sense of, like, a threat. Like, it was like, okay, well, Dexter's got to get away from this guy, or he's got to kill this dude, or whatever. Whereas this, there was just, like... Because at first, I thought the two vampires who, like, 
killed the the the, the yakuza and and let Sarah get away. I was like, oh, yeah. are they the val- are they the bad guys? It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So they're going to show up at the wedding and fuck everyone up and da da da. No, they they were in the start of the episode. They vanished. They reappeared at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was nothing. There was like, I kept waiting for something to happen. Like, this is the last episode. I could, <laughs> I could almost present this episode as a bottle episode. Are you familiar with the term bottle episode? Mm. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I could almost make this as the Breaking Bad fly episode. Because, I mean, <laughs> there is 20 minutes of just dialogue, I want to say. Where, yeah. and that, not that dialogue isn't important, but, I mean, there's like a four-minute scene of Jason and Hoyt and just talking about how they are friends, whatever, and, and yeah. the whole Bill and Sookie, which... Uh, when you had, when we had, uh, you had tweeted last night, uh, you know, re, you know, I was, uh, getting ready to, to record oh, and, yeah. and, and doing our prep. One of like the hook, not the hook, the, the, the ongoing thing of the show is just Sookie and Bill. And it just kind of, they had that Rachel Ross kind of going on <laughs> where it's like, oh, fucking guys, either get rid of each other or like state like enough. And it's seven seasons of that. Yeah. And here in the finale, it's like, oh my God, we're still at it. Um, all yeah. all of it. There is there is just. I, I guess I guess to the point of that shitty Dexter finale. There was a time. There was a running time, and it's like you knew at some point something had to happen. There is. I, I don't. I don't mean. I guess. I guess I would have to know more about season seven and and what, what about Bill dying. But there was no time yeah. constraint. I, I, no. Was them getting married? They didn't save anybody. They weren't like you know. Now they don't have to testify against each other or anything like that. No. I felt no time stamp. No, to the point where I felt like I was missing something. And I went back and watched episode nine. Um, and no, I, I, there really wasn't a time ah, okay. running or anything. You know, well, there was the thing as well of like he he was obviously poisoned or he had this disease or whatever. So he was dying. So he was already dying. So he was gonna <laughs> yeah. die. Eventually. It wasn't like a thing of like, you need to get to a point where she has to like, I don't know, if if him being alive curses someone else or right. some shit. And it's like, it's a hard choice, but it's like, yeah. he's, he's dying and yeah. he's asked you to kill him. So you killed him <laughs> and that's it. You know, it's not a, there's not, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like a good comparison point where like a show that ends in a similar way where like, okay, Breaking Bad, (laughs) that's, we always come back to the well, Breaking Bad, the scene at the end of that where Walt essentially asks um, Jesse to kill him. Right. And Jesse says, no, fuck you. You made this mess. You can, you can live in it and just does a runner. And that's great drama because it's this whole thing of like, you get to that point where, and we discussed this when we did the Breaking Bad episode, obviously, like, last year. We discussed this idea of, does does that mean that Jesse wins? Does Jesse win Breaking Bad? Because <laughs> when it comes down to it, even though he could kill Walt for all the stuff Walt's done to him, because Walt wants to die, he deprives him of that. Yeah. But this isn't that. This no. is just, like... I mean, good on the show for killing, the, killing one of the main characters off. Because, you know... Again, Dexter should have ended with that character dying and so on. Of so it's good that they, they went through it. Because I did think when she had, had like the ball of light and then she closed her hand and it was like, oh, is it a fake out? Is she going to cure him? Is there going to be something like that? Like, no, no, they're going to kill him. And they're going to kill him in quite a bloody fashion as well. Yeah. Um, so good on them for that. But for me as well, there was no doubt that this was going to happen. Like he had to die one way or another. So she was going to do it. And he asked her to. And that was it. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I will. I guess I will say that too, right? To the show's credit, uh, I, I thought they were going to somehow pull out a way where mm. they survive, and I think I guess glad that they did it because at least there was some sense of something's changed. Yeah. What, what what's great about your podcast is you very quickly get get the feel of how they started the story and how they end the story. Yeah. And for the most part, most of the characters have changed. You know, Suki went from this fairy and then whatever it says, a vampire to she's a she's a quote unquote normal. Uh, and all the characters. Let, 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 let me let me also give this the show's credit. Um, I remember watching that first season, and as the hype died out. Uh, they definitely had a hook in terms of the uh, like the True Blood and the V. Uh, mm. the clever names because he has uh, Bill is dying from Hep V. Yeah, so it would be like that's Hepatitis V. I think that's clever for yeah. for something with vampires and everything. Uh, uh, I really liked it. Uh, I never the the drama of the True Blood, the synthetic you know uh, vampire blood. I never fully grasped the. How do I say the the seriousness of it or any of it? It's not yeah. even that much of a point in this episode, I guess, until the very end where mm. Eric has the, like the new, new blood. blood, right? Uh, but that's definitely what drove it the, the first two seasons or whatever. Um, I thought that was creative, just this this using that vampire blood to to make it a story point and people want it, whatever. Um, and, and that that that, yeah. that was it. Just the use of the word hepatitis V, I thought was rather clever. Oh yeah, no, I thought as well that there was, because I think the thing for me was when I first, years ago, like five years ago, six years ago, whatever, when I first watched this this episode, that um, opening little convenience store thing where you've got like the goth who seems like he's definitely a vampire, but he's just fucking with them. And then you've got the hillbilly who is a vampire. I was like, okay, that's cool. I like that. I like that subversion. I like this idea that we're not, it's, it's, it was the show sort of saying like, yeah, Okay, yeah, you know what a vampire is, but fuck that off, because that's not what we're dealing with here. We're doing something completely different. Then when you have that startup sequence, and it has the uh, the sign that says, God hates fangs. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that and being like, oh yeah, this this show's going to be really good. I was like, from mm-hmm. those two sequences, I was like, this is going to be something really interesting, and they're really going to like play with this idea of like, what if you had a world that had vampires in it, and what if they were like second-class citizens... And what if there was sort of prejudice against them and stuff like that? This is going to be really cool. And then it isn't, though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the show gets into that. But that first episode, I was like, oh, no, it's it's not that at all. It's like, I like Anna Paquin. I like the character. I thought Suki was, Suki was an interesting character. Um, I think there were some interesting parts. But you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is, it's a bit of a bait and switch. Because the show is really about... I get, well, I mean, by the end of it, I don't know what the fuck the show's about, like fairies <laughs> and all that, but like the first episode, you're like, oh, it's it's like a forbidden love thing, but but I don't know. I was like, I did, nothing makes me want to come back to this. Nothing makes me want to <laughs> think, like, I know even at the end it ends with Suki getting the shit kicked out of her by the two druggy hillbillies or whatever. Yeah. But I wasn't like, oh, I need to find out what happens next. I was like, nah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, w- I wish, part of me wishes I could go back in 2008 and record my thoughts then because uh, mm. super, again, like I, I keep repeating, super juvenile because, and, and if, if my girlfriend at the time hadn't watched it, I'm not sure I would have, but I was like, ooh, I want to watch more. But I was also, mm. shit, how old was I? I was also 22. So 
just new that that, that new TV world. But something that you said, I, I kind of want to go back to because, like, the idea of it is is rather fun because yeah. there's that sign of God hates fangs, and there was someone somewhere else later where they have uh, coming out of the coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what is fun, but I, they definitely don't give us enough of it. Is the idea of using vampires as let's just say minorities, right? Because it doesn't have yeah. to be gay people or, or, or anything else. Uh, clearly, you know, even though this is coming from Alan Ball, because uh, you see it in Six Feet Under, right? Where Alan yeah. Ball's kind of addressing it, the, the, the idea of gay people and, and idea how gay people live their lives in terms of their sexuality and coming out. Uh, this would have been an interesting kind of uh, uh, pref, or how do I say that? Like a mask for it. You know, and there's these kind of feel. There's these organizations of of vampires, which you know you could very easily make make the case that this is whatever you want to make it right. It doesn't have to be gay people. It could be it could be anything, right? Uh, you you could even <laughs> I don't even want to go that far. Uh, you, you can make that anything, but yeah. they definitely don't toy with that idea enough to make it where you have that more serious of a show where it's not sex every scene. It's more how do we yeah. live in a world with vampires. Or how do we live in a world with with gay people? How do we live in a world with with you know whatever you want to make it? Yeah, um, they just never yeah, no, did anything right. with it. Well, the, the opening does have that thing where you've got like fucking Bill Mayer talking to like the head of the like the Vampire Defense League or the Vampire something, and it was some sort of idea of like they had their own um, like their movement to sort of get. Right. vampires more accepted in society and stuff like that what what was interesting actually is i think someone did say to alan ball like oh so are the vampires supposed to be like a metaphor for gay people mm-hmm. and alan ball said no that's a homophobic thing to say because yeah. we wouldn't have cast monsters as the you know <clears throat> it is that idea <laughs> that the the vampires are monsters like and and but he did you know he, they are he did sort of say like but it is that sort of thing of you know it's they do represent like a minority group in society. Like, I think it's interesting that you know that for him to that him saying they're like, oh, you know, it's homophobic to say that. But at the same time, coming out of the coffin, God hates fangs. It's there. You know, it is. It is. Your 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 visions moved towards that. But at the same time, you could say it. Like you say, you could say it's anything. Like it's like when uh, you watch X Men. You know, the X-Men is that sort of thing as well. Of like, right. if you take a group of people who are different from what people accept as the norm, um, how are they treated in society? So you can right. say you can say it's gay people. You could say in some cultures it's Jewish people, it's Islamic people today, it's trans people, it's, you know, whatever. Whatever the thing is that isn't that sort of, you know, what we consider to be the norm. So it's not, you know, anyone who isn't, on the upper echelons who aren't, you know, as we of consider course. normal, like heteronormative right. or whatever, you know. Right, right. That sort of idea. And it's it's very interesting, but it does sort of skirt that line of just like, yeah, but why do these people who are representing minorities always have to be monsters? <laughs> why do they always have to be, like, really weird? It's like, no, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's such a, it's an odd thing. Like, I know it's like people mean well, but it's such a weird way of presenting it. But yeah, I mean, I think that was the thing, though, with True Blood. Like, those opening sequences and some of that, I was like, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want a show to be about. But the show's not that. It's it's yeah. a murder... Well, is it a murder mystery in, like, I, I the think Bayou, the, first, the first season is. Um, I don't know if... if 
I don't think I think after it becomes this weird weird uh, mythological because they they play with the shapeshifters and and witches uh, yeah. and the werewolves and whatever. Um, I remember. I, I think I think what was fun uh, season you find out that Sam is a shapeshifter. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's I, I like I like the idea of that where this this world of anything could be anything and I do remember just this is my mind not necessarily story wise but season two is like this Maynod and I, I don't if if I didn't know if I never watched the show I wouldn't know what a Maynod is but just this character who kind of takes over over everything even during that though every it, it makes all these people go crazy and everything even during that everyone is so sexy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Even in this weird world where where animals and everything, you have to. See, I mean, listen, you have to see some of the characters that pop up for like you know a few episodes or whatever, and who who uh, the Sam Lot gets involved with. I mean, Christ, just the uh, the best looking people I've ever seen yeah. on a television show. Everyone is just oozing sexuality and perfect on the screen. You know. Um, but I, I guess it's to the idea that we keep saying is this show is flash. It's not necessarily substance. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a there's a time and there's a time and a place for that in the world. Mm-hmm. But you do get stuck where, like you say, yeah, with the show is just all flash. But then, like, how do you sustain that? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess like a recent show that kind of was substance but used a lot of sex in it would probably be like Westworld. I don't know if you watched that. There was quite a lot of quite a lot of nudity and quite a lot of sex in that, but they were sort of used it is that weird thing. It's like Game of Thrones, like early seasons of Game of Thrones where they try and do they were calling it they used to call it um sex position. So it would be like <laughs> exposition presented during right, the sex right, scene. Right, right. So it's like right, so uh, just so you don't get bored while we're giving you the mythology of Winterfell Here's someone getting the dick sucked. You know, it was that sort of thing of like just to keep just to keep you uh, keep you entertained, keep you keep you focused on the screen. Right. And then Westworld was sort of the same because it's a lot of like. Um, did you did you watch Westworld? I didn't watch Westworld, but my it's my good. what I know about it is that good. I don't know what's going on and like innovative, but that's that's yeah, all I know I, about it. It's again, I think that's going to be a show not necessarily similar to True Blood, but I think it's going to be one of those shows that needs to do something quite wild each season otherwise it won't be able to sustain it yeah like i think it's had one of those like the first season was interesting because there was a lot of mystery it was nice to look at and you like the characters Mm -hmm. but the next season can't do that again you can't have the same thing of like drip feeding mysteries because people just get bored you know right something yeah okay go on Oh, well, just just very quickly, just to wrap that up. So, uh, so yeah, with Westworld, because it's a lot of, like, you know, obviously they travel to the Old West in this, like, simulation, and it's a lot of, um, a lot of the characters are prostitutes. So there's a right. lot of, like, sex in that sense. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of weird, a lot of quite weird sex scenes. Quite <laughs> interesting, and there's there's some weird sort of, like, weird nudity. But, yeah, uh, but, yeah, that that's good. That's more of the same. That's more substance with the, with the pep, the salt and pepper of sex scenes rather than <laughs> right, the boy right, right. Uh, there was something that I had read online, and I wish I could have nailed it down to an episode. But where uh, did, did you read about this? Uh, that Alan Ball did give sort of a nod to Six Feet Under in oh, one no. of the episodes. Uh, I I, I want to say it's during the first season when Sookie's mother dies, uh, or uh, grandmother, yeah. right? And and the the well, if he's sheriff, no, okay, so yeah, this probably is during the first season, and 
they're arranging the funeral and one of the characters just says oh so we're going to jenkins and sons so if you know six feet under the funeral home is fisher and sons but fisher nathaniel fisher is played by richard jenkinson so i think that was just a nice little nod um to that's good yeah yeah creative really i mean really under the radar right but yeah. uh, just something, just a cool little nod. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Well, I'm looking at Alan Bohr, just sort of looking at what he's been doing at the moment. So um, his next show, apparently, which is being filmed, it doesn't, I don't think it has a name yet, but it's about a... Um, so it seems like it's going to be interesting because it feels like he's trying to have have it both ways. So the show is about a couple who adopt... I think they adopt three kids, and it's a kid from Vietnam, a kid from Cambodia, and a kid from... Ooh, I don't know. I don't know the third one. Maybe the Sudan or something like that. I think it was like an African country. And it's like their suburban life uh, with this like sort of mixed-race family and all that. Um, and then one of the kids begins to see supernatural things. It's like, ah, okay, cool. So you're gonna you're gonna give us six feet under style suburban drama, but you're also gonna have your true blood supernatural right, elements. Right, so right. I'll be intrigued to see if he can, if uh, the peanut butter and the chocolate mix on that one. Because um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because when 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 that news sort of broke and it, you're saying they are filming, I I think so. I I just I mean I literally looked at it about. Five minutes. Well, five minutes before we started recording, mm-hmm. I sort of checked it out. Yeah, but, only um, because um, yeah. I, I, uh, when I had seen that, my my idea with the podcasting was my six feet under run, and then that was it. So I was going to do up to season five, and then kind of close out because I imagine you know, and especially if you're you're grabbing at these new ventures every week, it's a lot of work hmm. podcasting. It's a lot of you know you have to you know the next the next podcast you record, Sean, you have to erase all this True Blood memory. <laughs> and you have to go into whatever. Whereas me, when I do my my podcast, right, uh, it's important to remember last week. And I could sort of yeah. lean on last week to get me through. Uh, I'm saying all that to say, when I saw this news break, I was like, oh, if this has anything to do with a funeral or whatever, I kind of have to like re-up and start. Like, you know, I kind of got to give it its due. Yeah. Especially if I, if I made my claim as, you know, the Allen Ball six feet under guy. Uh, <laughs> I'll be interested. I guess now I'd be really interested to see, I guess, that pilot, right, where we could kind of combine six feet under true blood and whatever this new show is. Because... <laughs> Wow. As much as as much as how different the two are, and again, there's not a lot of similarities. There's no, you, we can't make a Nate here, we can't make a David here, we can't make a, a Ruth here, right? Uh, yeah, it's 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 coming from the same mind. You know, I yeah. can teach you how to do train differently, do whatever. But you're always going to have your your Sean tendencies. I'm always going to have Victor tendencies. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So Bye, you know. Sorry, my <laughs> I, I, was, I had a I had an article up about this new show and one of the the, the ads started playing in my ear. My apologies, totally yeah, no missed up my train of thought. <laughs> well, the I just uh, did the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, I'll pull it up and I'll have a bit of a look. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is um, philosophy professor Greg Bishop and his lawyer wife Audrey Black, played by Holly Hunter, who I love, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. are socially conscious idealists who decide to build a family by adopting children from Vietnam, Somalia, and Colombia um, before having their own child in their 40s. And then one mm. of the children begins to see things others cannot. Um, interesting. Yeah. Ah, yeah. okay, so... But the thing is... Oh, okay, so I had it in my head they were going to be children, but it's not. It's like they're, ad- they're adults now. 
you know, the, the, the kids. So it is going to be very similar to Six Feet Under in that sense of like, Six Feet Under in that sense of like, you know, how do you deal with adult children? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then apparently one of them begins to see something others cannot. So yeah, so that's being cast at the moment. Very interesting. See how that pans out. Cool. Be interesting to see who they cast as the father against Holly Hunter. Because uh, that looks like that's going to be someone's... Uh, that, that'll be a big starring role, I think. So that'll be interesting. And I'm surprised, too, because usually HBO... HBO, and I, I don't know if I'll speak for Alan Ball, but HBO is kind of notorious for great hit show, and the cast is no one you know. It's always like Sopranos, no one knew anyone. Six, uh, six, yeah, Six Feet Under, right? Frances yeah. Conroy wasn't as big as she was back then. True Blood, I don't remember. I know Anna Paquin. It's funny, uh, kind of ironic that I'm mentioning it, but uh, she, I know she was in the um, the one of the X Men movies, but she wasn't yeah. a huge role. Um, Stephen Moyer, I believe his name is Bill. HBO is known for not casting huge stars, with the exception of your True Detective, right? Because another was well, a one off. When you look at the shows, like you've mentioned, like Sopranos, Deadwood, Six Feet Under, and all that, I think they are sort of before the big TV revolution. Because right. now, obviously, Westworld, Anthony Hopkins. Um, oh, okay, okay. I, name I see what you're but saying. I just read there. So Holly Hunter's the mother. Tim Robbins is the dad. So oh, so this is get, like, <laughs> going big. Yeah. So this is the complete opposite of what I was saying. So okay. The so yeah, but I think- only superstars. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the thing that these those shows like because obviously well I mean yes look at Mad Men like John Hamm was nobody you know yeah. I don't know what he'd done before yeah. um, and even like uh, Brian Cranston had done Malcolm in the Middle but he hadn't done drama to the to the level that you know Breaking Bad was but I think it is it just goes into that idea of how good TV is now like that idea of um, you know because I obviously I'm not you know if you're doing I don't know. I don't know about how. Like, I don't know actual numbers, but I guess you got to think. If Tim Robbins is in a film, how much money is he going to earn compared to doing a TV show? Or yeah. is it a case of like it's the longevity? Or you like, wait, I'll be in this TV show, and if the TV show is huge in the summer when we're not making the TV show, while we're writing the next season, I'll go and do a big movie and right, then right, go from right. there. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how the mechanics work. Or is it just a case of, like, you know, I just want to work and I'll work for... Who, I'm guaranteed who, work for you. <laughs> who knows what the whole... Cause I, and and I, I'm someone who doesn't keep up to the business side of it as much. But, I mean, you have on Netflix now... You know, Brad Pitt just came out with a movie on Netflix. Yeah. And That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the whole... What, what we used to know... Right, because we kind of went through. We're similar in age. We went through all of a sudden where mm. television is now where you can get your start. Yeah. You know where and and some some stars are choosing television over movies and and television products get more applauded. Now we're we're almost seeing that second shift where look at Brad. I mean Brad Pitt is is I don't know what the movie is. I didn't see the movie, but uh, if I would have told you in two thousand, you know, hey Brad Pitt's going to do a movie that only people who have a subscription can see it. Adam Sandler, Will Smith, you know, look yeah. at those names. Oh, yeah, Will uh, Smith, yeah. Yeah, we are, we are just in a different we, – we I think we're currently in the change because, I mean, we just went through, right, two years ago with True Detective where yeah. it was Woody Harrelson, uh, Matthew McConaughey, performances of a lifetime they gave, and yeah. it was a one-off. That was one season, captured, and that's it. We're going through that change right now as we speak, and it, I guess it's great to to live through, right? To be in to be in it. It's great. I mean, it's it's wonderful. Like, I I love the idea that 
you can... I mean, I think Westworld is a great example. Like, the fact that you can have Anthony Hopkins come and do a season of TV. and <laughs> Yeah. But the thing is, you do have that weird thing. Like, watching that show with Anthony Hopkins, there's some actors who were talking to him and it was fine, but some actors were just blown away by him. Like, because <laughs> he is such a good movie star. Like, a right, big right, actor. Right, right, and sometimes right. you had people who are just TV actors. And not to right. say, if, if people are listening to this and they are a TV actor... That's not to downgrade your profession, but no, the idea no. of, like, there were some people who, like, Westworld was their first big show, and they're there with Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, and he is just, like, he's Anthony Hopkins and they're nobody, <laughs> I guess, you know, and he's just absolutely destroying yeah. them. But, <laughs> but it's, it's cool to have these things now where there's not, there's, le- like, that divide between, like, TV actors and movie actors has just, like, has blurred so much. You, you end up with someone like Kevin Spacey. Like, he, he just... House of Cards is his thing now. Like he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. doesn't do anything else. That's it. He just makes seasons of House of Cards, and he's won two Oscars. But he's like become like a TV star now. And and House of Cards again is another one of those shows that is like inexplicably popular because everyone acknowledges it. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, I guess it isn't because when I speak to people, like I work with a guy who loves it, and he's like, "Oh, it's cheesy and everything." He's like, "But it's addictive and it's fun and you know Claire like uh, Robin Wright is incredible in it right so right like, okay well maybe it's just I just didn't didn't because I watched the first two years and I just sort of went off it uh-huh. but I think it's one of those weird shows that is like so absurd that it's addictive and it's managed to maintain that yeah uh, yeah. uh let, let me say this on on the netflix idea uh let me see if i could get to say this correctly because you know it's funny we're, we're living in a time where it, we're going to be years i mean we're already in a time where we could say about netflix like do you remember when netflix first started where there was mm. none of this online subscription it was dvds to your mailbox i don't know if you had that there uh we had something similar in england but it was but i never had i never had it and then right. i away <laughs> Because I'm saying, like, everyone knows Netflix now as Netflix is putting out Stranger Things, Orange is the New Black, Black yeah, Mirror. Yeah, of course, you know? yeah. I mean, what it started out was you went online, you clicked what DVD you want, you would get it in your mailbox, you could hold that DVD for as long as you want, you paid per month, and then you'd have to slip it back. Uh, Netflix is changing everything because there's something about how, God, um, I think there's no star ratings on their television yeah. shows, and it's to not give any uh, any expectations on their show. Therefore, the creators come in or whoever's pitching their television shows and just has they basically Netflix is basically saying come with your wildest swings. Mm. So that's how you get, you know, I I hadn't seen House of Cards. I heard the same thing you did, but it's this idea of like, yeah, we'll all admit the show is not great, but it's highly addicting. Uh, uh, yeah. Stranger Things is, you know, you, you, you could read about how, how many studios they went to before Netflix picked them up. And now, you know, we're about to start seeing the hype for this season two of Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but that's all Netflix. And, you know, you have, despite Amazon kind of taking over the world with Google, uh, you know, Netflix is the leader. Yeah, we're yeah gonna be We're going to be in five years probably only you know netflix only at this you know they're they're just far and away well there's there's a thing we have in australia we have um, a streaming channel called stan and and it's quite similar to netflix it makes a bit of like um it's original material original stuff but the thing is what they've done is australian netflix isn't very good like it's Mm -hmm. sometimes you have good days and bad days like this week they brought out a load of new movies is great but sometimes a tv show will will come on netflix in the rest of the world and it won't get here until a year later which is mad Mm -hmm. stan came out 
and what that what they don't really they make some original material but their big thing is they have like exclusive deals with um uh twin peaks better call saul i zombie gotcha. uh, preacher a load of those shows so basically the show airs in america and then the second it finishes in america we can watch it on stat <laughs> and that is that's worth more than gold to us because right. we don't want to be getting all these stupid like australian cable channels <laughs> which cost a fortune stands ten dollars a month and i can watch twin peaks instantly don't have right. to pirate it i don't have to right, stream right, it i don't right, have to download right. it i've just got it right in front of me and right. and that's huge and that's that's worth its weight in gold like i can't i can't fault that in the slightest i love it right, i love the right. new model <laughs> no, that's anyway, interesting yeah yeah true blood <laughs> <laughs> but well, I think we've we've probably, I mean, for a show that when we both started this, uh, before we recorded this, we both said, I'm sure we'll be able to find something to talk about. Uh, we've just hit uh, an hour and 15 minutes. So <laughs> we've done pretty well. But I think yeah, it is yeah. it is an interesting thing I found with this podcast is like, sometimes you have something that you think, oh, I'm going to have loads to say about this. And then it, it just doesn't, the conversation doesn't really flow. But I All think right. with this, like, obviously me and you having guested on each other's podcast numerous times. Obviously, I'm in the three-timers club on your mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. podcast. Um, it's, it's interesting even a show like this in which this final episode was nothing. Like I said, I just sort of watched it and my biggest reaction was when the dude blew up. And the rest <laughs> of it was just sort of like waiting. Because like, there was no... I don't know. We've already just done all this, yeah. but yeah. And and the first, like, I think, like you say, it's an incredible thing. Of like, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of beautiful people. A lot of very talented actors and actresses. I think Anna Paquin's amazing. amazing. She won an Oscar at eleven. You know, she was already killing me before I was probably even born. Wait, what, for what? For what? She won Best Supporting Actress for The Piano. Jesus. Way, 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 way back when. Like, I think she's the, I think she's the second youngest person to win an Oscar. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Someone else, I think Ryan O'Neill's daughter won one for Paper Moon, and she was young as shit. Like, she was a kid. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, Anna Paquin won Best Supporting Actress at 11. Look Um, at that. Huh. So she's she's amazing. Um, And yeah, and I mean, like I say, it's, it's... It's one of those interesting things, you know, when you sort of see a show like this where it looks really good and the music's really good and the theme tune's really good and it's full of very talented, gorgeous people, but the but there's nothing there. Not, everything else lets it down. Like you're like, this is you've got all these materials. You just need that that last little X factor just to take it over the line. <laughs> and I just for me anyway, like you say, the show might not have been made for me. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think in the end that's what it is because I imagine you're going to have listeners who probably highly, highly disagree with our viewpoint. And it's yeah. not that we're wrong or that they're wrong or we're right and they're right. I just think it's we're, we're a different, uh, probably different, larger taste, you know. Hmm. I, ima- I imagine if you were doing this podcast 10 years younger, we may have kind of been maybe been a little bit softer on it. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, oh. it's just 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 our you know your taste in it I, I think the thing is as well like you know at this point like we're both both in our early 30s i think yeah. and um the amount of tv that i've watched the amount of tv at this point that i haven't watched is absurd <laughs> you know there's so many shows you're just like oh, are you fucking kidding me i'm like oh the americans i'll get around to it you know um but it gets to that certain point where when you get so I think it's different to movies. Like, if someone gives me a movie and I watch it and it's bad, you're like, eh, it's bad. 
But a TV show, if you get into a thing where you watch like a season of it and then you realize it's bad, you're like, oh god, that is that is hours and hours and hours of yeah, my time. I could have had that dedicated to something else. You're right. Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. So you kind of like I've been burnt by that before. So with True Blood, I was just sort of like say I gave it an hour, I gave it one and a half episodes, and I was like, nope, 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 <laughs> this isn't doing it for me. But I think I do feel as though this is one of those shows that would have. When I was going through my massive TV binging phase when I lived in uh, Thailand, uh-huh. if I'd come across this show, I'd have watched this and I'd have watched four seasons of it in three days. I think yeah. I think I would have just like because at that point um, there wasn't enough stuff to crowd it out of my brain. Whereas now yeah. I'm just sort yeah. of like, no, I can't get into this show because I've got to watch American Gods, I've got to watch Fargo, I've got to watch Better Call Saul, <laughs> I've got to watch Twin Peaks, I've got to watch this, I've got to watch that. And you're like, I, I haven't got time for like a, a show that's a grower. Like yeah. sometimes I, I am, I've become like one of those consumers who it's like, no, 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 you've got to get me minute one. I've got to be hooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know. Like that's, that's the thing. Like there's no slow burn anymore, which yeah. is interesting. Cause that was, um, what we were talking about last, the last episode with, when I had gravity beard on, we were talking about that with Seinfeld and the idea that Seinfeld was a slow burn. Like it took a while for people to come around to it. Um, and I was saying, like, yeah, it's a shame that it isn't that way anymore. Like, shows have to be perfect straight away or they fall apart. And yeah. here I am saying exactly the same thing. Like, I think I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I, 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 I think we all are, right? We're, we're that instant, instant, instant need. Yeah. I think we're all part of it, but... Yeah, no, that's that's it. It's it's interesting when like on this podcast we did like uh, Parks and Recreation, which is a show that is a um, a huge grower. Like, I mean, you have the first six episodes are pretty much they're not awful, but they're not great. Like, yeah. they're very much finding their feet, and then the show gets really good. So you do have to persevere, mm-hmm. um, which is something that yeah, I was definitely more capable of back in the day, and now I'm sort of like unless a bunch of people who I really really trust come to me and say no 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 bear with it, get into it, it'll be right, good. Right. Uh, if I'm just like trusting what Twitter says, nah. <laughs> Can't do it. Okay. Hey, um, anything else you'd like to add about True Blood before we wrap up? No, I guess um, I, I, I'll, I will always remember that first season because that is, despite everything we just said, that was one of my first television watching. And I could, I'm sitting here and I remember being on my girlfriend's couch and discussing with her family, like, I know who the killer is, I know who the killer is, <laughs> and completely missing the point of the show. And yes. that's such a juvenile way. When you look back, you know, you go with Sopranos. Sopranos was never about the mob, the money. It's always about Tony yeah. and his fucked up psyche and his mother. Uh, so I do have to give True Blood some credit in that. Just just time and place and, and I guess, you know, our relationship – where it kind of gave me uh, the push into the TV world. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I guess in the end, in the end, uh, again, I've said it so many times. In the end, it's probably that really amazing decorated donut where it probably looks amazing. It has, it has that clown food coloring. You're going to yeah. eat it, and in 30 minutes, you're going to be starving. <laughs> yeah. Junk, you know? Yeah, junk food, just sort of like... Yeah, yeah it's a bit food. of junk just yeah. to just to get you through the night. Okay, yeah. that's, that makes sense. I'm happy with that. Okay, well, Victor, where can people find you, mate? I am on Twitter. I am at Digging Podcast. Uh, the podcast is Digging Six Feet Under. If you're listening to this on my feed, you already know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Facebook at Digging Six Feet Under. Uh, you know, like I said, check us out. We review each episode of Six Feet Under, and who knows where we're at when uh, 
we both decide to release this. So yeah, give us a listen. We'll see. Well, I um, one thing that um we'll have to sort of readdress at some point is we'll have to come back to this and talk about it in terms of the six weeks under finale. Like talk about the two finales side by side, but obviously we can't really do that now because that's really a spoiler for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they are very, very different takes on how to do a finale. So uh, yeah, I, I think that would be an intriguing thing. We'll come back to that yep. in a few yep. years. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, work it out. Anyway, yeah, I can be found on Twitter at um, uh, first to last pod, and you can email me directly at from first to last podcast at gmail dot com. Um, if you're listening to this on From First to Last, uh, as you know, please come and uh, get in touch with me and we'll work out a show for you to do. Um, I've got a couple of cool ones coming up. I think I'm doing IT Crowd in a couple of weeks and Justified and Sopranos, finally. Someone's going to come and do that. Uh, if you're listening to this on the Digging Six Feet Under um, feed, come listen to From First to Last. It's amazing. And uh, we did do a Six Feet Under episode, ironically not with... Uh, Victor, <laughs> but with someone who ended up guesting on Victor's podcast who then led to me guesting on it and that's where we're here yep, <laughs> that's how we yep, ended up back yep. at the start so yeah that's so funny. it's all good um, Victor thank you for coming on doing the show yeah. thank you thank you of course well thank my you, name is Sean right <laughs> thank you because you're on here too so thank you oh yeah so yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm all confused anyway my name is Sean Fallon this has been from first to last and it's sort of been digging six feet under um, <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> thanks for listening Oh, 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 oh,